Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three, and we are a go. Welcome to another episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast, second episode of 2022. We have a lot to talk about today. First off, we're going to start start off the podcast with Divisional Weekend. NFL divisional round playoff matchups are set. We're going to look for, we're going to break it down, go take a look and see what we're looking forward to in each of the matchups. Then we will take a look at the state of the English Premier League as we get halfway through the season there. Um, we're also in the January, January transfer window. A lot of transfer rumors. A lot of them are mind-boggling, very mind-boggling uh, in terms of running it back um, with some of the players that are linked to, the, to return to the Premier League. Jake will step on his soapbox and give his state of the Oilers address. Pretty much talk about how his wagon is fucking derailing right now. And then I guess we will end our podcast with uh, shitting on probably one of the most corrupt award ceremonies uh, known to man outside of Hollywood. Um, that is the FIFA Awards uh, where they award like it's a soccer award show practically. So we'll get into that there. But first things first, like I said, we'll get right into it. Breakdown division weekend format uh we've got four matchups so let's get right into it and let's get started and we will start with the saturday slate of games first game on the plate on the schedule is a matchup between the cincinnati bengals who took down the oakland took down the las vegas raiders i almost called them oakland fuck my dad's got me talking my dad's got me calling them oakland uh, fuck um uh, who took down the las vegas raiders and they will be facing the one-seed Tennessee Titans. Sir, I want your take on this game. Let's get right into it. And What are you looking forward to? What are you not looking forward to in this matchup? Um, so I think this is probably the most boring matchup of the weekend, um, to be completely honest. I am – we talked – we kind of hit on it last week how we were saying that we think Cincinnati is probably – or, excuse me, Tennessee is probably the worst one-seed ever to exist. Um in football for playoffs in, in that sense, um, Tennessee kind of, they were really hit or miss all season. Um, they had a couple bad losses, but they also had like a lot, like a few big wins. Um, so it's just like, I'm torn between how I feel about this team. Um, this Cincinnati team that was just so, I mean, they got past the Raiders. They looked very explosive, but it's like, they now they're traveling down to Tennessee who their Tennessee's defense is strong. Um, it, it, for Tennessee really. And for me, it all comes down to what Ryan Tannehill can do for this team. Um, I, I really just am not sure like where to go with this. Cause I think I, I want to say Cincinnati will win this game, but it all, I mean, we, seen it all season as well with Cincinnati is the inconsistency inconsistencies, excuse me, are there with this team as well. Um, being that offensive line has struggled all season, to protect Joe Burrow. Um, th- that's really a pretty decent job on Saturday though. Yes, they did. But 
I'm saying like with the inconsistencies, it's like if they can protect Burrow, they win this game. If not, then it's a struggle because Joe Burrow is going to be scrambling. He's not going to be able to find Jamar Chase as much as he likes. Um, so that's what for me what it comes down to is if this Cincinnati line can hold up, I do think they beat this Titans team because I do not think this Titans team can go shot for shot with Cincinnati. But if Cincinnati or if excuse me, if Tennessee just kind of dominates this game with like their run presence and just eat clock and just keep Joe Burrow just kind of irrelevant this game. I mean, that's simple to say and sounds stupid, but like that's what it was going to take for Tennessee to win. Um, but I do think we saw last week against the Raiders that this offensive line did hold up for Joe Burrow. Um, the defense played stellar. I know the game wasn't really as close as it showed on what being the score. I mean, Derek Carr no. didn't. Yeah, Derek Carr didn't look great um, against the Bengals at all. And it was just kind of like. Yeah, the score didn't show it how dominant this game was. They won by seven, but the thing is, though, is like, go. It, it kind of reminds me of. Uh, it, it actually kind of reminds me, uh, like it reminds me of the. Uh, I'm gonna bring college football into this, like when since when the Cincinnati Bearcats beat Notre Dame uh, in the college football season earlier, uh, earl, uh, earlier like. In this earlier in the college football season, back in like October or whatever, like the score didn't reflect how bad Notre Dame played. Like it may have been a one possession game, but the thing is, though, is like Notre Dame played terrible. The Raiders made the Raiders only lost by seven points, but the thing is, though, is they did not play that great. Like their off their defense did enough to their defense did enough to stop the Bengals, but their offense just was not there. Yeah. And is, do we know is, is Derek Henry going to be back for this game? I've kind of heard some rumblings that he might be, cause I know that they were talking about him. He could be back for playoffs. Um, Derek we, Henry, it was activated off the IR, if I remember correctly. That's what before, I thought. You think before the end of the regular season? So that's where I'm. That's where I was surprised if you talk about Tannehill, because my thing is, is how impactful will Derek Henry be for that, this for the Tennessee Titans in their run game? I understand that he has not. He he's coming off that broken foot, um, and he has not played since week eight. Yeah, but yeah. if. If he, if literally, if he hits the ground running, no pun intended, obviously, but like if he, like if he gets off the ground run, like hits the ground running, like, and Cincinnati's defense can't stop him, like say within like the first two drive, like first two series of the game for Tennessee's offense, <laughs> Cincinnati might as well wave the white flag and go home. I agree, but it's like also coming off an injury like that, like. He might not who, – who, I mean, clearly we're not going to know until if we see him on Sunday or Saturday, excuse me, how explosive he will be and or not, depending on how he's kind of favoring that foot and with the injury and who knows how he rehabbed himself. But clearly Tennessee knows or has an idea where he will be at for the game. But it's like, what is, are we going to get the Derrick Henry that we saw before he got injured, the one that was probably going to – could have won the MVP if he stayed healthy for a full season – but that's why I said this game is going to come down to Ryan Tannehill. If Derrick Henry is available, if he can make the plays that he needs to just to win this game, because he's like one of these quarterbacks that we see that he won't win you the game alone with his arm, but he's also not going to lose you the game with his arm. So if he can make the plays that he needs to, I think that gives Cincinnati, like I said, um, if Cincinnati can be explosive, I think this game is Cincinnati's. But like you said, if we see a Derrick Henry that we saw at the beginning of the season, 
then that's tough because you're keeping Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase off the field. And then clearly you're probably going to score as long as Derrick Henry is running the ball and like he was. Exactly. I mean, my thing too is like if Derrick Henry doesn't have much of an impact, I mean, Tennessee's run game without him has not been has not been bad. I mean, the back, I mean, the second and third string running backs that they have, like they have been cap- they've been doing a capable job. My thing is, is, you know, the receivers, like the receiving core, like, is it going to like, how healthy are they? How unhealthy are they? Like what's going on? Obviously Julio Jones and AJ green um, have not been the healthy. AJ Brown. I mean, uh, AJ Brown, Jesus, I, you correct me. I correct you. Shit. Um, uh, That's how we work on this podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, AJ Green got eliminated after last night after getting their, uh, after the Cardinals got their asses handed to them. And uh, some people may have lost some parlays because of it, but it's okay. Uh, We'll be back. We'll be back next weekend. We'll do it again. We'll run it back. Um, uh, uh, But yeah, AJ Brown and Julio Jones have not been the healthiest of receivers this season. I mean, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure the length of time that they have spent out together combined has probably been about maybe three quarters of the season. So you like you don't know we don't know how healthy those two can be. And I'm not discrediting the rest of the receiving core either because look, Tennessee has been able to do Tennessee's been able to win games in their absence, whether it's like whether like it's the backup running backs, you know, second and third string wide receivers. The defense has played this down. The defense has played really well too. Um, like you said, it's just going to really come down. I, I I think it's just really going to come down to like which version of these teams show shows up. If the inconsistent Cincinnati Bengals get it, walk roll into Nashville on roll into Nashville on Saturday. Forget about it. If the inconsistent Tennessee Titans roll into roll roll into Nissan Stadium to take on the Bengals, then well, forget about it. If both teams show up playing like dog shit, Jesus, that's gonna be one boring. That's gonna be one boring game, but with some comedic effort, but with some comedy on the side too. So and it's gonna, I I do think as well that it might come down to special teams. I mean, we have seen Cincinnati special teams, especially. Google kicker not be great this year. I mean, Evan McPherson has not been terrible after that Green Bay game. I mean, that Green Bay game was atrocious. It was I mean, terrible. Well, I mean, Mason Crosby couldn't hit the broadside of a barn either, but that's um. Uh, but you just look, well, you just look at stuff like that, and that kind of has to worry you, especially in playoff football, where I know we didn't see it this weekend. But getting into the divisional round, all these games are going to be close, and those three points here and there are going to matter, and those least, extra points. So it's like. Or at least we hope these games are yeah, going to be close. Yeah, we hope they're close because this past weekend was just fucking terrible. Except every team that lost basically got clowned. Yeah, and well, every team that lost did get clowned, whether getting blown out, getting blown out, or, or calling just a QB draw with no timeouts and 14 seconds left, or committing 14 penalties in a game, three of them by one person. In fact, <laughs> I think. In fact, I think six of them combined were. In fact, I think six of them were by two people combined. And your coach looking confused on the sideline all game. Yeah, so Nickelodeon graphics to show it too. <laughs> so yeah, they were getting clowned. It's just that they weren't getting their asses kicked. But enough of those assholes. They're out of the playoffs. They they had a tea time set for nine a.m. on Monday. I'm pretty sure they missed it because of bad clock management. But uh, 
But we're moving. But let's the get mo- back to the hey, game. At right. least we saw the, the most obnoxious fan bases get eliminated this weekend. This is very true. This is very true. What do you mean, Buffalo? Buffalo's still in the playoffs. All right, we're not. We're not as obnoxious as the scumbag Philly fans. Um, we're not definitely not the Patriots fans who. And you're definitely lo- not the Cowboys or Steelers lo- fans. Yeah, lo- Patriots fans were losing their mind on their uh, their radio this past week. If you saw any clips from there, that was hilarious. I don't pay attention to those fuckers at W E E I. They're almost a, no offense to no disrespect to W G R, but they're almost as bad. If they're ten times worse than W G R with their outlandish takes and their W G R is hit or miss for me. Yeah. Um, uh, that's why I said that WGR is hit or miss, but yeah, those, ba- yeah, I-, I told you those, bo- we'll get back to the game here because then honestly, like, um, I w- we'll get back to the game in a minute there because honestly, like we know what we're looking forward to in the game, but let's be honest. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I just want one comment there. I told you those Boston jabronis sold their fucking soul to win a meaningless wild card game back in October. And now they're never going to win anything again. And I'm here for it. Yeah, um, I'm going to sound like just a shitty Bills fan saying this, but I think I speak for everyone who's not even Bills fans, including yourself. The the AFC East is now going through Buffalo for the next 10 to 15 years. Well, my thing is, is I really, I, I, you're not wrong there. You're not wrong there. I'm here for the misery of the Patriots. I mean, granted, my team, the Giants beat them twice in the Super Bowl, but the thing is, though, is I was fucking, uh, let's see, 2007, I was 10, and I was also... Let's see. I was 10 and like 13 or 14. Yeah. Like like that I was I was a kid. Now the Giants suck and the Patriots were still there. And Boston fans and Boston and Boston sports fans that I ended up going to fucking school with uh just were obnoxious um uh, in regards to their teams winning titles and shit and I'm just like shut the fuck up. So I understand exactly like where you are, where everybody else is coming from. Um, I just didn't express it as much. But back to the game at hand there. Um, I think the Bengals are going to win and they will make their first AFC championship appearance since 1989. Um, if, that, if I am correct there, because, well, yeah, I am correct there. They haven't won a playoff game. They are. They haven't won a playoff game. The last time they won a playoff game up until last week was 1990. So, yeah. The Bengals are going to win the game in Tennessee. Joe Burrow um, is going to show why he's the f- practically going to be one of the best QBs in the league in the, for the next 10, 10 to 15 years himself. And I think the Cincinnati Bengals will end up playing in their first AFC championship game since 1989, um, where they um, uh, ended up beating Buffalo in, their fir- in that matchup. But what about you? Who do you think wins, Tennessee or Cincinnati? Um, I think... Cincinnati wins as well, but I don't think the Cincinnati team. So they're definitely going to go to the AFC Championship game. I do not think, though, that this Cincinnati team has enough to go to the Super Bowl. I know I'm kind of looking ahead a couple weeks, but they're, they're where I am, where I was with the Cardinals, and I turned out being right about that. Well, you did. They're going to have, were... have to learn to walk before they or crawl before they learn to walk. And they're doing better than very, the Cardinals with it, though. That is very true, and this team is still very young. And people, some people forget that, but it's like no one expected this team to do what they're doing this year. And they go in, they win their division, they win their first, they win their playoff game against a team that could 
like I said, they're a hit or miss team as well. They could have came in and shown up Cincinnati, but guess what? Cincinnati goes and gets it done. Now they're on to play the one seed in Tennessee. And I do think that they walk out of Nashville with the win here. Yeah, I agree with you. Cincinnati's going to win the game. Um, I don't know how close it will be. Um, I'll figure that out for, I think I'll take a look at everything for betting purposes, like later in the week when I make my parlay again and try to, you know, not come short, um, literally. Um, but I do think it could be a, I think it will be a close game. I think, I think the game will come down to the single digits in my, like being the single digits, like in terms of uh, margin there, uh, mainly just because like we're in the divisional round games do tend to be tighter, tend to be closer towards the end. Um, and throughout, um, but moving on to the next game in the Saturday slate is the San Francisco 49ers, who completely clowned the Dallas Cowboys by a score in the wild card round, will be taking on the soon to be MVP, right? The soon to be two time defending MVP of the National Football League and the uh, and the best team in the National Football League overall, the one seed Green Bay Packers. And that will be the Saturday night game. And I really think that this game will be closer than a lot of people anticipate, in my honest opinion. What about you? Um, I think it will be close, but I I think I think it's like Italy. I, I think Green Bay wins this game by ten at least. Um I know it depends for me it kind of depends what happens with uh Nick Bosa. I know we saw him go out this past game. Um, he had a concussion. Yes. Yeah, so who knows if he passes concussion protocol. Um, I just for this game's sake, I hope so because he is a game changer. But um, I still like Green Bay in this game. I mean, Green Bay has just been so good all season with a couple of hiccups, um, especially just that week one hiccup, and then one of their, and then two of their losses were basically without Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the game against the Chiefs where they still kept it within they lost by six and then this past week against the lions where they pulled the starters at the end of the half um well i mean my thing is is that yeah i'm not like they lost to lions so like i'm not 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 downing on that game though just because it is no it was a week 18 game and they already had everything everything clinched up so it's like they're just basically out there trying not to get hurt just trying to get the reps in so because it's, think about it, if their starters didn't play, they're looking at two weeks off. Um, well, three weeks yeah. off, excuse me, if their starters didn't play realistically. Um, so they just got out there and kind of it literally looked like they were going through just the motions. And, exactly. Um, but, yeah, so you look at two of their losses and you kind of just chalk them up to, like, on the season. Three of their losses really just be like, whatever. Um, the oh, game yeah. against the Vikings was also a question mark game. It's like, what what really happened there? But, um, no, I love – I mean, I have a future on the Packers to win the Super Bowl this year, as much as it pains me to say. Um, this team is one of the best teams we've seen in football in a long time. Um, and they yeah. they don't face their arch nemesis until next week when it comes to an NFC championship game. Um, this, this, ah, uh, so I know. It doesn't matter who they game. play. It's the, the fact that they have to get to pass an NFC championship game next week, which is more yeah. what I'm looking forward to for this Packers team. Because, yes, this 49ers team, has turned some heads. I mean, look what they just did to Dallas. I mean, if you follow football, you know Dallas wasn't a great team all season. They went like 6-0 and in conference, and then they went, I believe – In division. Oh, in division, excuse me. And then they went, what, 6-5 and out of it. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, Dallas hasn't been the greatest team, but enough about those bozos. I told you they missed their tea time because of bad clock management. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, the Packers, uh, the Packers should win this game. Now, don't forget, this is a matchup. This is a this is this is a, a rematch of their Week Three matchup that was on Sunday Night Football. Just a. Uh, uh, earlier earlier in the season, and the Niners actually very, kept it very close. In fact, they kept it so close that Aaron Rodgers still had too much time on the clock and went down the field and ended up winning the game for the Packers uh, because it actually was a good back-and-forth affair that came down to the last game. They didn't get on the field with 27 seconds in that game and just march on the field? Exactly, and got and got in field goal range close enough for Mason Crosby not to fuck not it up. Not to miss it. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, but... That I, that's why I think the that's why I think the 49ers like actually will keep like will keep it close. But the thing is too is since they already played each other this season, like any game tape is practically gone. Uh, you you yeah, know and, what the, and these two coaches know each other very well, being on the same coaching staff before prior to both their head coaching jobs. Yes, exactly, exactly. I mean. As much as it pains me to say this about Kyle Shanahan, he's not a bad offensive coach, even though he's a fucking idiot sometimes with some of his play calling. I mean, we all know we all tend to look at uh, his offensive, his his lack of offense in Super Bowl Fifty One, and then the lack of coaching ability in Super Bowl Fifty Four, um, of when he coached the Niners to a Super to that Super Bowl and they ended up losing. But then Matt Lafleur, then you've got Matt Lafleur who. Probably is the best coach in the NFL right now. Honestly, he should he should be coach of the year, but he's not going to be just based on his team. And I think Vrabel probably gets coach of the year. Or I think Zach Taylor will get coach of the year because of what he's been doing in Cincinnati. But yeah, that could be, but I mean, that could Vrabel, be our... took, Vrabel took Tennessee to a one seed, but no, Matt Lafleur is probably the best coach in the league right now. Um, good looking dude as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like the Packers in this game. No matter, no matter what happens, I just think Aaron Rodgers gets it done. I mean, like you said, he's going to be the MVP. Um, That's exactly why the Packers are going to win this game. Number twelve is suiting up for the Packers. Okay. Yeah, and um, you also forget that someone has to cover Devontae Adams, which no one can really do all season. Yeah, and they're running, and they probably have one of the better rushing attacks in yeah, the they league. They got they got and, that two hit tandem. Yeah, Aaron uh, with, Jones and AJ Dillon. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not. We're, we're praising the Packers so much here. The only thing is, though, is the Niners like they're not bad. They're not terrible. I mean, they've been playing. No, they're not, they're, I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from this 49ers team. I just think like you the look Packers at towards the end of the season. I mean, you look at their. You look at their receiving core. They're just all of the receivers could realistically be a number one. So it's like you you have to try to defend those. You have to try to uh, Speak, Jake, English. Um, they have to try to defend a running game, and you also have to worry about Aaron Rodgers. It's like what, you have what? to worry about Devonta Adams, Alan yeah. Lazard. If you cover one of those, then you've got Mark Fettis, Valdez, Gadley. Yeah, it's like, it's like then, what, what, you can't do much against this team. Um, I know we are high on this Green Bay horse right now, but it's like for good reason. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I'm not discrediting the Niners. I mean, Brandon Ayuk and Jen, like Ayuk and Jennings, uh, they've been doing pre- they've been doing pretty well at the receiving core. And then also, don't forget, I mean, you've got QB one, RB one, wide receiver one, and potentially uh, free safety one if they decide to throw Debo in uh, in on defense. But uh, <laughs> that man has just been unstoppable the last few uh, weeks of the season, and practically has carried the 49ers to. Um, to to where they're at now. Yeah, but we also forget Green Bay has one of the best defenses in the league as well. 
This is very true, exactly. Which may which may make uh, also Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be starting too for the Niners. You know what? Honestly, are we really going to? We're we're saying that this game is going to be close, but I think we keep. Ta- I think we're talking ourselves out of it, saying, "Yeah, no, the Niners have no fucking chance." No, they don't. I I I am going to take an alternative line. I think the Packers at least win by fourteen points. Two touchdowns. I can see it. Yeah, I hope for a closer game because I hope for a closer game. Last two, last two night games, I ended up turning off before I ended up turning off around halftime just because how bad they were. Yeah, I know. Um, I, know. I just I would just love to see a rematch from the NFC Championship game last year. I mean, two of the best quarterbacks of all time going at it, and then it's like yeah, I, I, can I'm Aaron Rodgers finally vanquish his foe? Yeah. The NFC Championship game. Yeah, it's not. It's, yeah, Obviously, it's, we're talking about Tom Brady here, not the not the game <laughs> itself. The fact that he is. Yeah, failed to win but, one since winning a Super Bowl back in 2010. But yeah, I can't believe it was that long ago. Well, don't forget, hey Mike, I can't, I can't believe Mike McCarthy actually is a Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah, you you would never be able to know what what he has done with this Cowboys team and years past with yeah, it's Packers. <laughs> but Niners, you, you did well. You came into the playoffs. We're taking the Packers MVP. One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Rogers got torched. He had discount double checking all uh, hosting the NFC Championship you know, on I Sunday. Just, I would just like to thank the San Francisco 49ers for beating um, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, just on that biggest stage and seeing their fans cry. And they, they look like the most miserable fan base ever, but now they're get, they have Duke to cheer for and they'll cheer for the Yankees in a couple months. Hey, 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 hey. Do not, do not throw the Yankees into this, okay? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not wrong. I, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm a Yankees fan. Fuck. No, I'm saying, I'm saying all Cowboys fans are Yankees fans. Oh, so does that make so so so? <laughs> that makes you an honorary. That makes you also an honorary Cowboys fan. Oh, fuck off, asshole! <laughs> yeah, what am I an honorary Lakers fan too? I don't even give a shit about basketball. Yeah, I don't really care about the over unders now, baby. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> all right. Um, On to uh, the yeah. good games. On to, oh, I think these games are going to be the fucking shittiest of the weekend. Just kidding. On to the first one of Sunday of the slate. We have a rematch of week three uh, where the uh, Los Angeles Rams, who just pounded the Arizona uh, the Arizona Cardinals into oblivion on Monday night, will be taking on the defending champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who sent every sent my, uh, least, sent my second least favorite team in the NFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles, home on uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, a week rematch of week three. Los Angeles won that matchup. Um, we've got one. We've got, we've we've got a good matchup here. Honestly, I mean, you've got two very good teams going at it here, um, and hopefully at the peak of their powers on both sides of the ball. I think that we will be in for an entertaining matchup on uh, Sunday. What are you looking forward to most in this game, though? Um, I am looking for. Well, I'm looking forward really to see. Tom Brady and see if they can bounce back from that week three loss against his Rams team. Because I mean, we kind of, people kind of talked about it all season with how this Rams season went. Um, That was kind of their Super Bowl, their week three Super Bowl. Um, But I'm just curious to see as to what Brady can do against his Rams defense with not his normal weapons that he, like good. He shows Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski. But I mean, we saw this team, I mean, I, I took this last game with a grain of salt because they were playing the Eagles and the Eagles did not deserve to be in playoffs by any means. 
I think no, the Vikings, but the I think the Vikings was complete garbage. So. I think the Vikings could have gave Tampa a better game than the Eagles did. I think Washington, Washington again would have given the uh, given Tampa Bay a, a better run for their money. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't think the Eagles deserve to be. I think the only if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm looking at like okay, I have three first round picks coming up this year, and I um, somehow made the playoffs. And yeah, exactly. So it's like it's like you can't really complain if you're an Eagles fan, um, unless your team. What they should do, probably, if I'm an Eagles fan, just to get weapons, I go draft two quarterbacks because Jalen Hurts isn't going to work out and draft the receiver and just be like, okay, I got weapons now. And then <laughs> that's t- typical Eagles fashion, that would happen. Um, typical, typical Eagles fashion, they would draft the wrong guy and then an all-pro <laughs> would be drafted like two spots after them. Yeah, I think I think the city of Philadelphia needs to make Justin Jefferson a swear word or you go to prison if you say that word in Philadelphia. Um, uh, I would make it a, a pri- I would make it a prison sentence if you mentioned the Eagles' general manager by name. Yes, I. <laughs> but back to no, the back game. to the game because we kind of got off topic there. No, um, I'm looking. Yes. I, 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 I don't. I, I want to say like just with how the Bucks looked like in the closing weeks of the season. Um, I mean, besides that loss to the Saints, but I mean they never beat the Saints. Um, it's like. I don't know. Everything just seems to be clicking for them right now. Um, it really, for me, depends on what Matthew Stafford shows up as well, because he could come in and be like, all right, I'm still playing for the Detroit Lions, and then just absolutely shit the bed. But um, no, just, I, I'm just kidding, because this, this L.A. team last night just, just dominated the Cardinals, who the first half of the season was the best team in football. But that normally happens with the Cliff Kingsbury team. But it's like Odell Beckham kind of looks like he's back into his form. Um, he he played, he played amazing last night. I mean, you got Cooper cup still, um, and Stafford is a, he, I, I joke, I know, but he is a great quarterback. So it's like, this team is going to be very, this game is going to be very competitive. Um, I think it's going to be an offensive shootout. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I know these defenses are both very solid defenses, but it's like, you just look at these offenses. Like there's just so many weapons on each side of the ball where it's like, we could be in for just a high scoring game. And that's like, kind of what I imagined for this game, especially with Tom Brady wanting to go for his now seventh Super Bowl. Um, eighth. Eighth. Holy shit. He, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he'll lose this week and hopefully not get another one. But um, uh, no, well, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's so hard to go. I know that the Bucks lost to them in week three, but I just think it's so hard to bet against the Bucks in this game. I mean, Number just, 12 and number 87 are still yeah, on the field. That's all. I, that's unfortunately what it comes down to as much as it sucks to say. Um, but Tom Brady is just so good. And he's so, not, as long as number 12 and number 87 are on the field, the buck, there's a good chance the Bucks have, have there's a damn good chance the Bucks will win the game. It's like it's like Montana and Rice. Number 16 and number 80 are on the field for the 49ers in the 80s. Good fucking luck, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at for this game as well. And it's like, just, it's so hard to bet against that guy. I know he's tortured me for like 15 years of my life that I can remember watching football. But it's, now you really don't care because he's no longer in the AFC. Yeah, he's not a threat to me unless somehow the Bills and Buccaneers make the Super Bowl this year. Exactly. You don't need to be like the rest of Bills Twitter and hate on him for no reason anymore. Um. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, good. Brady really had another MVP season this year as well. I think if Rodgers really didn't do what he did, Brady should 
could have got the MVP considering he threw for over 5,000 yards and 43 touchdowns this year. Exactly. Like he has an at real, real case to win MVP here. Um, but I do think it goes to Rodgers. But it's like, like you said, as long as those two are on the field, it's just hard to beat because these guys they've been here yeah exactly and this Rams. where's the rams have i mean they've been there but not with this roster no i mean i mean not with this roster i mean yeah you've got like the rams really and i forget who i like where i saw this or read this but none of the none of the rams talent other than aaron donald is homegrown they literally have gone out and assembled a team to win a Super Bowl right now. And other than Aaron Donald, everybody else came from somewhere else. Matthew Stafford came from Detroit. Von Miller came from Denver. Um, Odell Cooper Cup came had, from Cleveland. Yeah, Odell came from Cleveland. Um, no, Cooper Cup was drafted Cooper by Cooper Cup them. was drafted by them. Cooper Cup was drafted by them. So, yeah, he's homegrown. But then, like, you also have, like, Jalen Ramsey, who came from Jacksonville. So I mean, you like who whose last play, who actually has a playoff appearance um, uh, from Jacksonville because if I remember because he was on that twenty uh, he was on that Jaguars team back in seventeen uh, when they lost the Patriots. Um, so, but the thing is though is like you look at this Rams team and it's like okay the playoff experience really isn't there but the talent level is. So like and McVeigh. McVeigh's not a terrible coach. I mean, sometimes McVeigh has blunders, and when he has those blunders, they are very bad. But when McVeigh is on his game when it comes to coaching, he's one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league, like, on his day. Um, and so I really think it comes down to, like, if the Rams actually show up, like, in Tampa Bay, like, you know, like they did against Arizona, come out guns a-blazing and everything, and to go toe-to-toe with the – with Brady, Gronk, uh, Evans, the defensive side of the ball too, as well. Like, if it like it could be a shootout, like you said, and it's gonna come down to who. It's gonna be like that game of street football. Yeah, whoever I, I has. Get, the, I get both these defenses are great, but it's like you look what the NFL is coming to now. It's not really happy league. Yeah, it's not really a defense will win you championships anymore. Yes, it's gonna help to have a great defense, and we've seen good offensive teams be shut down this year. But it's like you can also just see these quarterbacks just really go off at any time on these defenses and just pick them apart because of how good they are. And now there's the fact that we're in the divisional round of the playoffs. We're seeing the best of the best go at it. And all these quarterbacks left in playoffs can just tear you apart at any time. And that's what I'm expecting to see from this game. And that's um, what I'm expecting to see from the next game too. I completely agree. But, no, I like the Bucks in this game. I'm assuming you do as well. Um, I yeah. think we're going to end up seeing a rematch from NFC Championship last year. You know what? I don't You're changing care. your mind, aren't you? I don't care that number 12 and number 87 are on the field. I don't care. I don't care that the buck I don't care that the Bucks are the defending champions. I don't care that the Bucks are playing at home and the fans in Florida are going to go crazy because this will be only their this will be only their second home playoff game, not counting the Super Bowl since 2007. I don't care about any of that. I've Yeah, of course I fucking care about that. The Bucks are going to win the game. It'll be a close game though. I almost had you though, didn't I? You did almost have that. Yeah, almost had you there. Um, no, Bucks are going to win the game. 
uh, again, it's going to be like the game of street, game of street football. Whoever has the ball last is going to win the game or whoever folds first is going, whoever folds first, they're losing. If, it, if they, if they, for, if it's whether just being the force to punt the ball or if they turn the ball over, they're losing the game. I just want I, to see Tom Brady pick Jalen Ramsey apart. Cause I cannot stand him. That would be hilarious. Although as much like, I, Hey, Bucks, uh, Bucks and Packers NFC Championship rematch in Green Bay again. Uh, don't worry, uh, don't worry, buddy. You'll have one more chance to see Brady lose before the Super Bowl. Um, uh, moving on to, in my opinion, the game of the weekend. It might be the game of the playoffs. This will probably be the game of the playoffs, but it's the game of the weekend. Probably the game of the playoffs. You have two teams. Two Goliaths going at it for, against each other. A rematch of not only the Week 5 matchup in Kansas City, that was a Sunday night football game, but a rematch of last season's AFC Championship as well. You have Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills taking on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead, which is going to be the Sunday night game, which will be a Sunday night game. Not exactly prime time because, because Sunday divisional matchup times are weird, but it's the last matchup of the weekend. And we've got the two best teams in the AFC going head-to-head, which is terrible if you ask me because this should be an AFC championship rematch in the AFC championship, not in a divisional round. But I guess uh, but I guess based on how seeding goes, win some fucking games in a regular season and things will change. But you have two of the best teams in the AFC, the two best teams in the AFC going head-to-head and two of the best teams overall in the National Football League going head-to-head. And These are the two quarterbacks that the AFC goes through. Like I don't to get to if you want to win a championship, you've got to go through them. the AFC. You have to go through either you're either going to go through Allen or Mahomes for the next how many every years these guys are in their prime. Exactly. I'm going to let you up. talk for the next few minutes. This is all you, buddy. You're a Bills fan. Yeah. So both of these guys, both Allen and Mahomes, are just clearly ahead of. They're the next. They're the next Brady, Rodgers, Brady. Manning, Manning, Brady, Brady Roethlisberger, whatever. Yeah, probably Brady Manning is probably the best comparison for these two. Um, considering both were in the AFC, it's like this is where it has to go through. These teams, um, with their all their star power that both teams have, just with these quarterbacks alone who can just break games for any defense. I mean, we saw it this week for the Bills. They went up against the number two defense in the league and made them look like they were child's play. Um, Patrick Mahomes just tore apart a very good Steelers defense who has probably the defensive player of the year on that side. And they, do. they made them. They I mean, it, yes. They just both these teams or both these games just look like it was just like JV varsity. In my opinion, that's what it looked like. And it's like, why it sucks that we have to see this game in a divisional round um, because it should be an ASC championship game, but it's not. And here we are the trilogy the Bills are going back to Arrowhead for the third time in in a year. And it's like, they won the first one. We won the second one, which doesn't matter as much as their win does. But now we get another chance to go through and go to another AFC championship game. But it's like, this Chiefs defense compared to when the Bills saw them in week five has really stepped it up. When the Bills saw this Chiefs team in week five, they were not playing to the caliber that they are now. But... On the bright side as well, I get he's still great. This Chiefs offense hasn't been as explosive. Clearly, yes, it's been explosive this season. They've been winning a lot of games, but they they don't get the big plays like they used to. Um, they're not 
you, you know what I'm trying to say is like this Chiefs yes. offense hasn't like what we've seen from them and it just expected from this Chiefs team the last two years didn't really show out this year with their offense. It was more their defense this year just dominating games for them. But still, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has been to back-to-back Super Bowls for a reason. It's like Josh Allen needs to take that step to be able to beat him because right now um, I would say Patrick Mahomes, yes, I get their one-on-one against each other but just winning the AFC championship game. But I also know that came down to coaching last year as well as McDermott just looked stupid. And so did this, all this bills coaching staff just looked stupid against Andy Reid and his coaching staff. I think the game is going to come down to two things. Quarterback play the play of the quarterbacks, because on their day, they're the two, they're two of the best quarterbacks in the league, obviously two top five quarterbacks. And once again, like last year, when we talked about it, it's going to come down to coaching. How well is Andy Reid's coaching staff going to go up? Uh, going to coach? Going to be going up against Sean McDermott's coaching staff? Eric Bieniemy and Sp- Steve Spagnuolo are going to be ready on the Kansas City Chiefs sideline, and Brian Dabble and Leslie Frazier are also going to be ready for the Buffalo Bills. There um, is one thing different from last year, though, that Kansas City has to game plan for. Last year, when the Bills went into Kansas City for the AFC Championship game. Kansas City did not have to game plan for a run game. This year, um, since week 13, Devin Singletary is the fourth leading rusher in the NFL. He has really stepped it up. He just had an amazing game against the Patriots. So now this year, you have to worry about Josh running as well as now that we actually have a competent run game, it just adds another level to what that the game is. the City for. also needs to be prepared for a healthy Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley and Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, but the Bills also have to be prepared for a healthy Tyreek Hill, Travis, Travis Kelsey. So it's like this game honestly comes down to which quarterback is on this day. I mean, we just saw Josh Allen play a literal perfect game against the Patriots. Um, They went seven, seven drives, seven touchdowns. It's like you don't see that happen too often in the NFL, especially against a grade A defense like that. Um, So it's like – Yes, everything went right for the Bills that day as well, but it's like Josh Allen just played a perfect game. He's going to need another one of those to beat this Patrick Mahomes side. Yeah, they're not playing a bunch of scrubs from fucking Boston. Uh, they're playing uh, They're playing a perennial power in the National Football League uh, that has made two straight Super Bowls and was one offside play from was one offside call away from going to three straight Super Bowls, being three from going to three straight Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't know what would have, and obviously we don't know what would have happened there. Uh, but uh, they've won a Super Bowl, made two straight Super Bowls, made three straight AFC Championship appearances, looking to make it a fourth straight AFC Championship appearance, which hasn't been done since the Bills of the Buffalo Bills of the 1990s when they made five straight AFC Championship appear. Well, okay, S- consecutive actually probably is the Patriots um, from. Consecutive would be the Patriots. Actually, no, not even then. Um, not even then. Actually, they. Um, actually, no. Yeah, because they made it in fifteen. Yeah, actually, yeah, it would be the Patriots. Actually, the second half of the Patriots dynasty, because they made it in fourteen. They made it in fifteen. They made it in sixteen. They made it in. Uh, no, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and eighteen. They made five straight. So. They would be they would be looking to be repeat the feet of the Patriots when they did that, and they would also be looking to repeat the feet of the Bills when they made it from eighty nine to ninety eighty nine to uh, ninety three five straight. 
five straight. So they would. So they're looking to make their fourth straight there for the Chiefs. Um, I'll let now. I guess based off of what we know, what to expect in the game, I'll let you go with your prediction here. Tell me how and why the Bills are going to win because I already know you're going to pick them. Um, how is Josh Allen is going to throw for 400 yards? He okay. is going to be. He just can't be this that like I guess candy high Josh Allen that we sometimes see who gets in the game and tries to just dominate, but in not not in a way that Josh Allen can dominate. He tries to do stupid things, but this game we need Josh Allen to be just as pitcher perfect as he was this past week. Um, clearly this Bills defense from last year is greatly improved being the number one defense in the league compared to last year where the Bills defense was sitting, I think, at like maybe 15th or 16th in the league yes. um, without even having to make many changes to the defensive side of the ball besides a few draft picks. Um, exactly. Clearly, exactly. I know we are missing our number one corner in Tredavious White, but it's like his presence with Levi Wallace stepping into the, that one spot hasn't really been missed. This defense is really carried by those two safeties and Poyer and Hyde, who are both Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl snubs and are probably the best safety tandem in the league. As All well Pro as, is better than Pro Bowl because you can't go to the Pro Bowl if you go to the Super Bowl. That's why they didn't put them in there. Um, but they <laughs> always are playing. I love it because they play on a chip with, their, on the, with a chip on their shoulders and make. Where's that Jerry Sullivan? Yeah, I mean that. Oh, don't even get me started on that guy. Uh, I'm not going to. I won't. At least, at least he's not as bad as the guys up in Edmonton with the Oilers right now. Oh, uh, we'll get into that later. We'll, <laughs> but, get, yeah, into we'll that. get we'll get into that later. But no, I do like. I genuinely do like not even being because I'm a Bills fan. I do like the Bills' chance in this game, and I think if I was Kansas City, the Bills are the one team I didn't want to see this early in playoffs, just based on how how dominant they were against the Patriots. But also, you 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 flip you can flip the switch here and say the same thing for. Kansas City, and that's why, like, I'm saying this game is going to be the game of the playoffs. I mean, I agree with you there about how it's going to be the game of the playoffs, uh, actually. what, Like I said earlier when we were talking about this game, you have two Goliaths going ahead at, at each other, um, and one of these Goliaths will be tamed and slain before the AFC Championship, which will be sad, actually, which means one of them will end up having a 9 a.m. tea time the next, mo- next Monday morning. And then the other one will end up facing Tennessee and or Cincinnati in the AFC championship for hopefully Cincinnati, um, uh, if you ask me. Um, uh, but looking at this game here, um, Kansas City, everybody thought was dead. Even we were talking about how we thought that they that their nails in the coffin were coming, um, but we didn't fully write them off. They bounced back. They were finding ways to they, – they started to find ways to win. Their defense stepped up um, uh, in terms of their front seven, in terms of their secondary. Um, Tyreek Hill has finally shown up again. He is healthy. Travis Kelsey is proving why he's a world, uh, a, a pro, uh, an all-pro type of tight end. Um, their running game has been very inconsistent, but – Whoever they have running back there, whether it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, Darrell Williams, Jarek McKinnon, they find they have found a way to have a successful running game. Um, they scored five touchdowns in eleven minutes of game time against the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, who had who rely on their defense. Um, and 
They also have Patrick Mahomes, who, well, when he retires, will go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks to have ever played in the in the history of the National Football League. Now, with that all being said about the Kansas Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, you've got you've got all the you've got all these stars, you've got all this talent, and you're playing at Arrowhead, one of the loudest stadiums, if not the loudest stadium in in all of North American sports. In not fact, the Trumpest stadium, though. This is very true. They should stop selling beer after the first quarter in that stadium. Um, uh, and We can both agree, though, I think that whoever wins this game is going to the Super Bowl. Whoever wins this game is going to the Super Bowl, but you didn't let me finish here. You didn't, let me, you didn't let me finish. I keep talking. As mentioned about Arrowhead, as much as how talented the Chiefs are, as much as they have Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, Matthew, Jones, all those guys, in the words of Kyle Brandt, Mafia! Mount up! You're going to the you're going to the AFC Championship. You will be taking on Cincinnati in a rematch of the 1989 AFC Championship, and you will continue your revenge tour as you will beat the Chiefs. Then you will beat the Bengals, and you will go to Los Angeles and take on the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. The best revenge tour, though? Okay, one. Will be Brady. One, no. One, you're no Kyle Brandt. Let, let's just keep it there. Yes. <laughs> I said in the words. I didn't, I didn't, say, I didn't say I was I going to be him. I know. Um, but no, the best revenge tour right now for the Bills would be, clearly they just slain the Patriots who have been their nemesis for the past 20 years, whatever it's been. If you're going to say Two. Tennessee because of the Music City Miracle, you No, you no, are... no, no, no. Two. We're going to beat Kansas City and get revenge for the AFC Championship game last year. Three, we go and finally beat Tennessee because Josh slipped on the one. Uh, I was going to say, if you talk about the Music City miracle, I I swear to God. That that was before my time. I look past that. Yeah, I, um, I, that. Three. What do you mean before your time? We were, you were like, we, we were alive for that. I know. It's like before my but, time of remembering football. But it's like no goal. I don't care anymore. I know. I don't like. I don't remember these like vivid memories. It's yeah. not like there. And then that's you why I don't. That's Super why, Bowl. like, whenever like Bills fans like talk about the Super Bowls and stuff, it's like I wasn't there for that, so I'm not allowed to. That's my stance on it. Yeah, like, I'm not allowed to cherish what I didn't have. But then three would be, or number four would be going facing Brady in the Super Bowl and slaying him. But I do but. think the Bills will get past Kansas City this week. Um, I just think it's based on the fact that Josh Allen is probably the most dynamic quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he can run just – Lamar Jackson is the best running quarterback in the NFL. Don't get me wrong, but he can run just about as good and definitely more efficient than Lamar Jackson can. He has the arm like Patrick Mahomes does, like Aaron Rodgers does. I love how we're talking about quarterbacks that are sitting on their asses on a uh, that sitting on their asses that aren't even in the playoffs here. I mean, I didn't realize I was talking with Noah Freeberger at this point. Well, I had I had to get because I know if I said that Josh Allen was the best running quarterback in the NFL, I would get heat for it. You would get heat for it probably, but uh, no. I mean, we have the most dynamic quarterback in the NFL, and I think that's the reason. Now, is like we saw his progression last year. Finally, the Bills last year had to learn to crawl before they learned to walk. They learned to crawl last year. They got their shit kicked in an ASC championship game. Now they took the offseason. They learned how to walk. 
Yes, Bills had a couple stinkers in the regular season, but guess what? You won the AFC East. You the regular season gets thrown out now. Now it's playoff football, and we are going to be able to get past this Chiefs team. The Bills will be playing in the AFC Championship again. You can, I will be betting the house on that. I am that confident in my Buffalo Bills. We guaranteeing this. This is a mortal lock for me, and I am one to know on my mortal locks, unlike you. Hey, I'm like four. I'm four and three <laughs> in my mortal locks. Okay. I'd and rather I, be. I'd rather be a hundred percent. I've also done better in my parlays and everything, and betting than you have too. I also may have not done a futures bet in regards to the Bills and Packers meeting in the Super Bowl. I so did a I future felt... on the Packers winning the Super Bowl. So I'm like, well, I, I did a future for <laughs> conference winners and Super Bowl. So I'm not going to tell you who I put. I put. Uh, so I put my future on the Packers winning the Super Bowl, and then futures for the Bills Packers uh, conference winners. So maybe that. That may that may sway my opinion a little bit here. Um, <laughs> money may sway my opinion here, but no, honestly, um, you know, again, and this will be my last thing I say about the games before we move on to our next topic here. Um, uh, I'm not a fan of the team, but the thing is, though, is I don't hate the team. I grew up in a in an like we grew up in the era of the fucking blackout. I didn't watch the team when they when I watched it when I watched the team when they were on, they fucking sucked and I changed channel and it was the, and I put the Giants on. Okay? And then when the team wasn't on because they fucking sucked, the Giants were on. So that's why I'm a Giants fan. I grew up watching the Giants more than I grew up watching the Bills. Okay? Does that mean I hate the team? No. I support them. I'm from the area. Like I told you, la- like I told you last week. Yes, yeah, some of the fans are some of the most obnoxious dumb fucks on God's green earth. No, no disrespect, because you and I know that this is true. No, it's not, 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 not the fans that have been there through. No, but the fans years. that ha- the but, fans that hopped on last year when they're like, oh, Josh Allen's a good quarterback. Well, I mean, yeah, the ones that hopped on in 2019 because and acting like they know football. It's fun to go post on my Instagram me at the Bills game drinking with a white claw in my hand because that's how basic I am. Exactly. Um, same thing, but Kansas City has the same thing down there. So it's well, like it's like the battle of like two fake fan bases. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, the 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 only difference is, is that one of them has a mediocre TikToker who probably should be thrown to the wolves. Um, <laughs> uh, you think Jackson Mahomes and Juju fought when they saw each other at the game this past week? No, they probably TikTok? tried to do it. They probably tried to do a TikTok collab. Yeah, watch your TikTok. Um. Uh, but yeah, but you no. can see though with we had. We had a quarterback from another team sitting out in zero degree weather with their shirt off cheering for the Bills. Yes, Ryan Fitzpatrick that- is a legend there. But going, but yes, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a legend there for that. And I love Fitz. I mean, I remember like when when the team was on. I, mean, I loved him when he was even in Buffalo. Granted, we weren't great with him here. Well. It was the contract. He'd never lived up to a big money contract like such. Um, uh, and that was just bad business on uh, Ralph there. Um, but. Again, it goes back to my roots. I come from Buffalo. I come from the area. I know what it's about. Okay. The si- and for some reason, as I mentioned, the city looks forward to that first, that second Sunday in September to watch their beloved Buffalo Bills because it's nothing but a way of life for them for some reason. And I don't have, like, 
and I don't have a problem with it because you know what? I always look forward to the I always look forward to the first Monday in April for baseball. I always look forward to the second Saturday in August for 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 the English Premier League. I always look forward. So I understand how they how how the city of Buffalo feels with that because you can resonate with your sports teams. The city can resonate and come together over something, no matter how shitty things are going on, and it's just that lifestyle there and. So I can relate to it there. And also, as I mentioned, it goes, I go back to my roots of, this, of being from the 716. So like I said, Mafia, go take your fucking title. Go fucking beat Kansas City. Go, take, go to the AFC Championship. Go beat Cincinnati. And then go do whatever the fuck you want to do in the Super Bowl t- uh, two weeks after that. But moving on. Wait, over, under on, over, under on the BAC in... Highmark Stadium. If the Bill, if somehow Cincinnati wins and the Bills win, what is the over under on the BAC in that stadium for an AFC uh, championship game? If the Bills make <laughs> over under, fuck. I, I would say like I would set the over under at probably like point one five. Uh, fuck. Everybody's gonna fucking stay warm, drinking their alcohol and taking their Viagra. <laughs> but um. Uh... Over, <laughs> you know what? I'll, I have a que- I have a que- I have a question for you, but I won't ask it for to you right now. I'll ask it to you after we record this quest after we record this podcast here. Um, uh, for that there, uh, mainly because mainly because I don't want I don't know how you'd respond to it, so I figured I'd ask it later. You can but, just ask it now. <laughs> you know how the pol- you know what you know how the pol- you know how the policy is for the stadium, and you know what policy I'm talking about. Yeah. Would you get would you get the shot just to go see the AFC championship game? I'll answer this later for you. You'll, you'll answer this later. I figured as much. I figured as much. Because I know you mentioned it on the podcast. You're not vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. The people on the pod know I'm not, but um it's a word that rhymes with crawd. <laughs> fair, fair enough. That is fair. how that's how I would get into the stadium. Well, fair, fair enough. Sorry, fair think, enough. This is, this is the episode where we canceled. We made it long enough. We, uh, <laughs> we, we've made it long. We've made it, we've made it long enough. Pice can have to be your co-host. Oh, we definitely get fucking canceled. All right, Pice, go. What shit taste are we gonna see this week about the Bills Chiefs game? Uh, <laughs> Please can pick the Steelers to beat the Chiefs. I, I, saw, I saw that on Facebook. He's like, he's like, I picked all the games right this week. Just need this. Just need the Steelers to win tonight. I'm like, why the fuck would you? And who's great right mind would you ever pick the Steelers to win? That game? We're moving on. I, I only, moving I only on. won. I only won the Steelers back because I set their over under to twenty one point five, and they lost by twenty one points. So I hit that. <laughs> the only reason why I want the Steelers to win is because potentially that the Bills would have played uh, a, another home game uh, for that there. Because I'm actually kind of mad at myself that I, I joke. My dad joked with me. He's like. Tickets for the Patriots game are as low as 30 bucks. I'm like, I ain't fucking going in that fucking cold weather driving an hour and a half out there. Fuck no. But then I kind of just like, you know what? Maybe like if me and my, <laughs> who knows how fun that would have been. But moving on here, um, I'll let you take your soapbox moment first before we go into the state of the Premier League. And I just want to know your thoughts on what the fuck is going on with the Edmonton Oilers. Goaltending's not there. They don't have any defense. Their goal scoring stop 
Um, even though Connor McDavid is still a point a game player, which is remarkable to say that he is playing bad because he's only getting a point a game. In his last 13 games, he's has 13 points. And the fact that I am saying that that is bad is remarkable for the kind of player he is. They, they, the front office needs to make some sort of move regarding that if they fire the coach. Um, I told you before we started the pod, but even take a chance, sign Evander Kane, because you think about it last year, even when Evander Kane was going through all that stuff with his ex-wife or whatever she was, um, all the, the drama, gambling, the ex-wife, the vaccine yeah, he, fraud, he everything. Was still, there, yeah. that, he was still San Jose's leading point getter. Um, it's like, go get yourself a goal scorer or try to, you need something because I, I don't, it's like, Fire the coach if you need to. I don't – I just don't get it. Like, what – this team started off the season so hot, but I said this to you. Um, it's like they – the issue is going to be if McDavid and Dreisaitl stop doing what they're doing, and it you, you've seen what had happened. I mean, you got – The Oilers are proving yeah, I mean, showing who they are. You take yeah, I mean, away Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid off that team, forget about yeah. it. I think Mike Smith is finally coming back soon, though, which might help him. Um, I know he's been injured and hasn't – or wait, actually. Yeah, he hasn't been at full health, um, so I believe he is finally getting to full health. Mikko Koskinen is finally – he's he has been dog shit recently. I mean, what is he? I think he's like 0-5 in his last five. Um and he's that's not good. Yeah, he's yeah, he's 0 5 in his last five starts. Not good Jesus at all. Christ. Not very good. So it's like you need something because Dreisaitl and McDavid, as much as I was high on them in this beginning of the season, they're not going to carry this team to through the playoffs regarding if they even make the playoffs at this point. But it's like uh, Nugent Hopkins only has three goals this season. Granted, I know he has 23 assists in 30 games. But he only has three goals. They need to get something. They need, they need a second. They need second line scoring from this team. Um, yes, I know Drysaitel has this twenty six points. Um, but even Zach Hyman, who came over from the Leafs, hasn't had a great season. Darnell Nurse has been probably this team's best defender this season. Um, I expect a little more from Tyson Berry. To be completely honest, I mean he has been kind of dog shit in these past couple of games as well. I mean, it's just like, I, I, I say you, you have to fire the coach or bring in a goal score. I think that is where, because I think goaltending wise, they are going to be fine because Mike Smith coming back healthy Koskinen, if he gets it going is going to be all right. And it's like you, I, it's two simple solutions for me, just coaching a new coach, just because that, Granite, you might not need you might not need new coaching. Um like I, I don't know how I'm trying to put this. It's like you don't need You need something to like coaching, a play it, yeah, under their ass to get them going. Because Tippett is I think his time has come. Tippett's terrible. He's yeah, gotta what, go. Yeah, he's, he's he it's just, not that he's lost the locker room, but he's lost the team. They they're not they don't even look motivated. That's the thing. And you see now the drama with all the press and stuff as well. It's like, that's not helping this team at all. And I know because they're in Canada, it is definitely a tougher mark to play in because Canada, that's their like NFL, NBA stars, how they treat them up there. It's like the press is all over them. 
And it's like Tippett, I think, does need to go. Granted, maybe if you – what would you do? Do you, do you bring up – do you hire a new coach midseason or would you just probably promote uh, Jim Playfair? Their assistant coach. Like what? I'd probably you... just promote Jim Playfair because we're already half. We're yeah. already more, almost, if not more than halfway into the. If, well, almost, or if not more than halfway into the season right now, just a little bit, depending on how many games uh, teams have played. I know. I know. Right now, Edmonton had like when's the last Edmonton, time they played a game? They um, they haven't January played January third, like, I believe. Something. Yeah, like they that. haven't played in like two weeks now. Almost. Or actually, no, they played the other night because I they played on friday because i hammered them because they're on a 10 game losing streak yeah d- d- and they lost and they lost again, yeah obviously. i mean they start out the season so hot they were first in the pacific and now you're looking at them and they're just they Dog are ships. Yeah, they're, they're outside of a wild card spot they're like they're, they're fifth in the pacific right now that's terrible that's literally terrible i mean they're they're fine they are sick they are six points out of a wild card spot right now because looking now, at granite, it right now granite though they have what le- they are like five games. They're six games behind the Ducks right now and five games behind the Sharks and the Golden Knights. But it's like, what's going on, guys? It's like, how did we start the season off so hot? But I told you in the beginning of the season, this was going to be their only issue is them hitting a mid-season slump. And they haven't – the last time they won a game was against the Kraken back on December 18th. Yeah. That a, was their a last A month win. ago. A yeah. month ago. Literally a month ago. Um, and then they just I mean, went on a, I went on a skid, um, because after that break, so after that like that like little winter break, I guess you could say they had, they haven't COVID won a holiday game break. Yet. Yeah, they played on the fifteenth against the Senators, and they lost six to four to the Senators. Yes, I was about, I was watching that game too because actually Ottawa scored five goals in the third period in that game too, which was actually pretty embarrassing to watch, um, if you ask me, um. Mainly just because, as I mentioned, Ottawa scores five goals in a period. What the fuck? Do, yeah, what the yeah. what kind of sorcery is that? They're ter- That team is terrible. One of the worst teams in the league. Bottom five again. Um, but you think? But watching that game, you'd think Edmonton was a bottom five team in the league. In fact, actually, if you knew nothing about hockey and you followed the and you started following it and saw that the Edmonton Oilers had lost ten straight games, you'd be like, "Wow, this team fucking sucks." Which yeah, they do. I mean, they do suck. I mean, they're they tied with the Sabers right now. Yeah, pray, I pray. Yeah, pray. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but no, this team. If you don't want to fire Tippett, take the chance on Evander Kane. What's the worst could happen? You're in a skid, anyways. Yeah, I mean, or that, any, that, what? I mean, unless you consider the only move you could realistically make if you want a goal scorer. Because um, clearly you're not trading McDavid or Drysdale. Do you think Nugent Hopkins is dispensable or not? I think he's dispensable. It's just a matter of what you what you're able to get for him. Obviously, you're going. I think so as well. But they just I'm pretty sure they just offered him a new contract this summer or last summer. Yeah, which means that which means another terrible contract going going yeah. to a uh, going to a player that's not worth it. Um, uh, and that's just on Ken Holland himself uh, with uh, how he's been as a general manager. But the thing is, though, with the Oilers is, and I say, and I've said this time and time again, and not just to you, but to like other people, like 
if you take Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl off this team, they're, they're probably dead last in the Pacific. They they'd be in the Shane Wright play. They'd be in the yeah. Shane Wright sweepstakes right now with Arizona. Yeah, I in mean, fact, they'd probably be worse than Arizona. So, do you think right now they go full on? Well, because I think if you, I think the only issue is for Edmonton right now is if like you're looking where you're at right now. It's like you outside of McDavid and Dreisaitl, you don't have a star besides maybe Darnell Nurse. But I mean, I'm I'm convinced for this team as well. He's dispensable as well. Well, I think, my, there's, only, I think there's only two guys on the team are indispensable to you. But it's like if you go tank for like if you try to go for that number one pick this year, it's like McDavid's probably gone. He's probably requesting a trade. Now, granted, they don't have to accept that, but it's like you you can't have your superstar wanting out. It's just not healthy for the team, as we saw with the no. Buffalo saga with Jack yeah. Lake. So it's yeah. like you either I'm convinced you could get a you could get a, a a goal scorer in the league for a Ryan who's now not like granted not a star like you're not gonna get a Pasternak or Marshawn or something for him but you're gonna get assets exactly you but can get also, assets but we could also be looking at a situation kind of like Vancouver went through they fire their coach um hire a new guy and they go on a little tear there for a little bit I think maybe that's probably the route you have to go if I'm the Oilers. Yeah, I mean, Brucey's doing wonders up in Vancouver, or at least he was doing wonders when he started out there, ended up winning start, ended up winning his first six games um, for that there. Um, but the thing is, though, is, yeah, uh, looking at the uh, state of the Oilers right now is, honestly, like, what – like, what do you do at this point? I think like, if you're Ken Holland, you have a choice to make within this next week because I am shocked they haven't done anything yet. I if think I, Con Holland doesn't even know what the fuck to do, to be honest. I really think that Holland is just pretty much confused as much as we are. Like, do you really want to try and get somebody like Evander Kane into the team? And we all know the negative publicity that he's going that comes with him. But, with it's also, but, but we also know how much of a business is these things are. It's like, okay, who can, we need to get into playoffs. So who cares what goes on off the ice? Now, granted, I know Evander Kane, because right now he's sitting. Well, the, they he was released, but it's like, is he also facing a suspension once yes, he comes that, back that into is the, the league? Issue. I'm pretty sure he's facing like a 21 game suspension once he comes back. So you're taking the risk there at going at him. That's why I said it's kind of a long shot and kind of like just like a hot take. But it's like if you get him in and like towards the end of the season, he is going to give you goal scoring no matter what goes happen on or off the ice. And now, granted, if he's not vaccinated, he can't get to Canada. Um, so I don't know if he officially got vaccinated or not. So that's also another issue yeah. um, regarding that. But it's like, so if I'm Ken Holland, I'm like, I I have to fight. You have to fire Tippett or you have to make a big trade right now. I think they should fire Tippett uh, just to – I think they should fire Tippett in my honest opinion. Do what Montreal did last season. Fire the coach, replace him with the assistant, see what the assistant can do. And who knows? Maybe they'll find themselves on a fucking cup run like Montreal did last season. Uh, but then Montreal is now shitting the bed right now and winning the Shane Wright sweepstakes. So we don't know how long that can last there. But my thing is, is do that. See what the assistants can do for you. See how far they can take it and go from there. Um, my thing is you can't tank. You cannot tank as the Edmonton Oilers because if you tank right now, and give up all your assets, like you said, you're going to lose your best player. You're going to lose the best player in the league. He's going to go to God knows where. 
Um, uh, he's going to go to God knows where if, if you decide to tank, okay? And that would just be, that would just be suicide trying to tank right now uh, if you were Edmonton with the talent that you have around you because you, like, it would just be ridiculous. Like, that would be unfathomable. It, that wouldn't just be unfathomable if you even attempted to do that. I don't think Ken Holland would last 10 minutes in Edmonton if he if he came out, made, announced the press conference for 10 a.m. next Monday morning and said, we are going to tank. He would not last 10 minutes after that. Oh, no, they'd, be, they'd want his head. Exactly. They'd want his head. Like, you can't do – you can't tank. Right now, you're six points off a wild card, and you also have games in hand over the Sharks who have the second wild card spot. You have five games in hand over them. Exactly. Because of, so – I think you just fire the coach, yeah. get Tippett's as get Dave Tippett out of Edmonton, promote an assistant, light a fire, and have somebody that can light a fire under this team's ass and get something going here. And then possibly like what, make a move at a deadline. Exactly. The deadline isn't that far away either. I mean, we just mentioned it. Look at what Vancouver was doing. They they fired their coach, they fired Jim Benning as their general manager. They brought in some, they brought in a new GM. They brought in Bruce Boudreaux as their head coach. And granted, we talk about how like, oh, it's a, it's an old man's club with the re- with the recycling of coaches, but Vancouver's only two points behind Edmonton right now, which yeah, means now, they're eight points out of a playoff spot. Yeah, now granted as well, if I'm the Oilers. I'm not 100% hitting the panic button yet on the season. Just based on the fact you're looking at the schedule, like, okay, I'm five games in hand and I'm only six points out. So you win three, say you win three out of those five or four out of those five, you're right back in the hunt. Like, so it's not a complete time to hit the panic button, but there definitely is time for change for this team. Oh, 100%. 100% there. I mean, we'll see what happens as time comes and goes, like in the se- like as the season goes on. They were supposed to have a game tonight, but it got postponed again um, uh, for reasons to be whatever. Um, probably travel, probably COVID, or God knows what. Um, uh, but we'll see what happens when they play their next game. I'm really surprised that you didn't decide to go in on the media more, especially with how uh, Dreisaitl and the one reporter got into well, it. I was, I wanted to talk about that first. Now I just want to talk about that joke of a media member up there. So if you guys didn't see it, basically Leon Dreisaitl got up to the stand and um, a reporter asked him what, what the team has to do. Like, wh- what is the team struggling with? What can they do better? And basically Dreisaitl said everything. I'm just kind of giving like a, because if you're a team slumping right now, the last thing you want to do is talk to media members. I'm sorry. I know like that it's their job. So like, it's hard like to bash them, but it's like, what kind of fucking stupid remark did you make back? He goes, why you, he goes back to Leandro. I said, why are you being pissy? Then he goes, I'm not being pissy. I gave you an answer. He goes, well, I thought you, it's like, I, 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 maybe you could, um, re maybe you could post it on, um, our Twitter so people can see. Cause I'm, but it's just like if you're, I'm a medium. What kind of question is that? Then he asks a second question, um, asking why he let his emotion show on the ice. He goes, "Oh, I thought it was a good thing," and then left the stand. It's like, what kind of question is that? If you're the media, if your team is doing bad, it's just gonna piss them off more, not make them want to talk to you guys. It's gonna ruin that relationship between the media and the players, which is kind of important to have if you're like on any sports team. It's like because you want the, it's your job. But the players don't want to talk to you. Granted, they have to but you're not going to get what you're looking for. If you keep asking stupid ass questions like that, it's just like another kind of adds another bit of a drama to what is already going on with this Oilers organization. 
Yes, exactly. 100% agree with you on that there as such. Um, my thing is, is like, like I, like I said, just see what happens um, as time goes on. I mean, my thing is, is I think you should just fire tippets and go from there. Um, the media, the media members up in uh, Canada, they can be dickheads sometimes. But the thing is, those you don't really need. As a member of the media, you have no true right to actually say that to a player. And and a player honestly has no right to go chirp. You, you shouldn't chirp. Media and players should not be chirping back and forth to each other. You have a press conference. Ask your questions. Answer your questions. If you don't like them, get the fuck over it. And the same thing in post-game interviews. Ask the questions. If they choose not to answer, who cares? Move on. You did your, you tried, you, you're getting, as a member of the media, you're getting paid no matter what. And you should be lucky to be covering it. You should be lucky to be ha- lucky and happy to be covering a national hockey league team. You're low, uh, whoever that guy works for, or whoever that guy is, uh, he'd be lucky. If I, if I saw that and I was his boss, I'd be sent, I'd be demoting his ass and sending him to cover the fucking local U5 Peewee team. If they have one. They probably do. It's Canada. Yeah, I know. Like, granted, I know the media. Like I said earlier, the media is tougher in Canada. But it's like, come on! Like, what? What are you? What are you doing? Like, what, what was the end game here? Like these these players are humans as well, and they don't want to answer stupid ass questions. Especially like if you're a competitor, you hate losing. So it's like, why now I have to lose and go answer stupid ass questions from a dumbass media member who thinks he's fucking gonna get like a step up on me and think he's better than me. Nobody like Drysaddle. I thought handled it very professionally. Um, you could kind of see him laughing during the interview as well, which I thought was funny because he knew what the media member was doing, so you could just see him laughing. Um, so he handled it very professionally, unlike the media member who then basically almost threw a tantrum. They didn't answer a question. Yeah, exactly. There for that. I mean, my thing is, like I said. Media, that guy can go fuck himself. I don't even know who he is. If I found out his name, I'd call him out right now just for being a bitch. Um, Edmonton, fire Dave Tippett. Get somebody in there to light flight fire under your ass. Um, who knows? I re- who, who knows? I mean, you're not out of the playoffs, so don't tank because that would be suicide. But as I mentioned, like, let's just see where it goes from here with the Oilers in regards to that. Um and with that being said, I do think like we can now move on to um, our soccer portion of the podcast, where we will chat, where we will talk about the state of the Premier League, uh, and then finally conclude with our uh, shitting on and roasting of the FIFA awards that happened uh, that happened yesterday on Monday. Um, but first, let's get into the state of the Premier League, and I give our congratulations to Manchester City as they will be crowned Premier League champions for 2021-2022 and, uh, in just a few months in May. Um, uh, congratulations, Pep. You made the League of Farmers League. You bald fuck. I can't stand you, you asshole. Um, uh, well, I think I've been more profane on this episode than I ever have before, and I think we may get canceled because of it. What have I done? Um, I don't know, but con- yeah, congratulations, Pep, on winning 10 games in a row and losing – ruining another premier league season for me by winning the title of fucking in January. You're an absolute piece of shit who only wins with money. You never want anything without it. Um, I don't consider you a great coach, so piss off. Um, <laughs> but congratulations on another premier league title. You bald fraud. 
you bald fraud. Hot take. I, I mean, I was talking with my dad about this, honestly, in regards to the in regards to the state of the league. And and the only reason why I talked about this with my dad was because I was watching like the post-game recap after Man City beat Chelsea on Saturday. And they once again the discussion was, is this Man City team the bet one of the best teams we've seen in the history of the Premier League? And I thought to myself, no. The, the rest of the league is just not on par for some reason. Again, like that's my, I don't think this Man City team is great. I think they're good, but I don't think the rest of the league is on par again, sadly. I mean, and this is just me in regards to this. I mean, you go, we'll, we'll take away the bottom half of the table because the bottom half of the table is and always will be the bottom half of the table outside of Everton who are 15th somehow and probably should not be because of their talent that they have, but agent Rafa, good job. You're going to get them relegated. I'm happy for you. Um, uh, I can't believe I'm calling him agent Rafa. I'm not even a Liverpool fan. Um, well, he did his job for us because Everton is now and has always been a joke, but now it's even more of a joke than they ever have been. They're getting um, relegated. Happy I hope for us to see he deserves, you know what? Liverpool should just offer him like a pity job right now just to spit in the face of Everton fans all around. So they should just build him a statue at this point. Right yeah, next- I mean, I, I, at this point in the season, since clearly Liverpool cannot re- – I mean, realistically, we're not winning the title. Nobody's winning the title except for City. I would love I mean- to see – the topping for me right now would be Everton goes, hires Jose Mourinho, and they get relegated. <laughs> with Mourinho as manager. Now, we'll get into that a little bit later there. But, I mean, my thing is, is the class of the league is just kind of, like, sad at this point. I mean, the talent is there for the players. But the thing is, though, is that the teams, like Chelsea, I mean, defending U- European champions, winning the Champions League last season. I mean, they today they just drew Brighton 1-1. Another draw, another draw for them. And more points lost and they really haven't been the same since uh they really haven't been the same since uh I would say around like start of December honestly I mean they were top of the table at one point they had get they had a they had a three point lead over both Liverpool and City at one point and now they just kind of faltered and the same thing with Liverpool I mean no like I mean, what the hell is going on with your team there? I mean, I know I know Man United isn't great. I mean, they're more of a joke than anything. But, like, I really thought Liverpool and Chelsea, more so Liverpool, would be competing with City for this title. And instead, it's just not happening. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, you look back, we lost to Leicester. Or we drew Tottenham. I get we were down to 10 men that game. Um, but, I mean, we didn't get down to 10 men until, like, the 77th minute. But it's like, what did happen to this? Because it seemed like all season, like, we were, like, winning games, but we were also, like, not picking up points where needed, saying, like, a drawing teams, like, especially, like, drawing City and Chelsea twice now, that doesn't help your case to be uh, title winners. It's like, how can we go through? And, like, I mean, you look back at our schedule, and it's like, why, why is this happening? It's like, we haven't lost a lot. I mean, it's just, but you haven't won a lot either. That's the issue. I mean, I I think it's just City just dominates games where Liverpool sometimes just won't do that. Like Liverpool have just as many losses as Man City. We both have two, 
But the difference is we have drawn six games compared to where City has only drawn two. That makes a hell of a difference come out of City. Because think about it, if you take just take two of those two of those draws, put them into win categories, you're looking at us being only five points behind City and still being in a race. But now we're going drawing two games where we shouldn't have, especially against um, a Chelsea team. Um, we shouldn't be drawing them, and what? And when they were down to ten men, yeah. I mean, like my... you, look, you can look back at that game. It's like why? It's like, how did that happen? How did that happen? Exactly. I mean, my thing is, is like, I just look at the teams like after City, like Chelsea, they they drew opponents that they shouldn't have. Liverpool, they drew opponents that they shouldn't have. Um, West Ham is surprisingly in fourth place. I mean, they're not bad, but they're not great either. I mean, they ended up just losing to Leeds on on Sunday um, in regards to that. In regards to the last round of fixtures, they lost to Leeds at home. And Leeds is a team that's been competing for relegate, that's been in the relegation battle for most of the season because of how terrible they've been. Um, then we get to Tottenham, Arsenal, Man United, and Leicester. And well, Tottenham and Arsenal, like they're they're jokes of they're jokes of clubs. As much as like we joke about them and everything, they're not good. Tottenham ended up fighting. Tottenham, Tottenham is on their second manager this season with Antonio Conte. Arsenal still, Arsenal. Um, I don't know. They're going through the motions with Mikel Arteta um, through their vicious repeated cycle of, oh, Arteta out. Um, and then it's like, oh, no, wait, are we actually good? Oh, we are actually good. Oh, Arteta out again. So and then you look at Man United, the team that I support here, which really annoys the hell out of me. Like you have so much talent on that roster. I mean, they have too much, too much on that roster, honestly, too, in the, in the squad. Um, but the thing is, though, is like with the with what they have with what they have in their squad and just the lack of like ability to actually fucking fit, play a game of soccer is just annoying i mean the talent that they have but going through but being also on their second manager this season has kind of annoyed the living hell out of me i mean they ended on they ended up bottling a two goal lead to um uh, Aston to Aston Villa on Saturday um, they were up two go- They were up by two goals against them, up two nil, and then all of a sudden, in like from the seventieth minute on, they ended up just completely shitting the bed, and ending up ended up drawing two two, which was another game, which was another two points dropped against a inferior side, if you ask me. I mean, we ended up playing the bottom three clubs in the league at one point, all in a row, Burnley, Newcastle, and Norwich, and we were only able to get five points out of nine against them. And, I mean, I can go on a rant and say that the state of Manchester United has been terrible, but the state of how they've been playing compared to the rest of the teams has not – it's been pretty much on par. I mean, we look at Leicester, who – is a team that just won the Premier League. Yeah, it was a miracle run six seasons ago now. But the thing is, though, is like based on how they've performed the past couple of seasons, finishing outside the top four in fifth place both seasons, like they're not playing. They have not been playing well. Eve, they have not been playing well either. In fact, the two surprising teams, in my honest opinion, in the league have been Wolves and Brighton. Um, Wolves and Wolves started out like they, they started out like dog shit. I mean, they everybody thought that they were going to get relegated to start the season because 
what had happened with them is they lost games. They failed to score goals in in these games. They were almost comparable to uh, Crystal Palace under Frank DeBoer. But then now they find themselves now they find themselves back like in the top half of the table. And then there's Brighton, who started out somehow in fourth. <coughs> then they then they slip down the table a little bit and they find themselves in ninth. But they're still in the top half of the table. So. When you look at the top half of the table outside of City, the league is actually pretty interesting. It's just that they're not up to par with how City has been performing this season. Yeah, I do think, though, if – I know I'm going to sound biased. I'm a Liverpool fan here, but it's like if – and I know I'm, I'm going to sound like a Celtic fan right now as well, but it's like if Liverpool could spend the money that Man City did, it's like maybe we look at a competitive title race – because our owners are cheap, but you're right. Like if you, your owners right, aren't also negotiating uh, shady sponsorship deals either. <laughs> exactly, but um, no. Like if you like, and you I'm dead you... after this. <laughs> They're coming after me now. Well, you said it, not me, so I'm safe. I'll carry on the podcast. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you and Paiska, right? Uh, not if he keeps those shitty takes on Facebook. Uh, those, those, those will make the podcast. What are you talking about? Yeah, I guess we'll just argue every week. <laughs> well, no, you're <laughs> right. If, if you look back, if you take city away from the premier league, like this is a very competitive league. It's just man city right now are just a step above everybody because like, like, like we were talking about those draws are very meaningful compared to, cause you look at, you look at the top three teams in the league right now. Man City two losses, Liverpool two losses, Chelsea only three losses. It's like okay, so why are Liverpool and Chelsea so far away? They're not winning the games and picking up four, full points where it's needed. Exactly, that's exactly it. And then as I mentioned there, like the rest of the league is like below them even because they're failing. They're failing to win. It's not that they're drawing; they're also losing. Yeah, as exactly. We, as, it's- as I mentioned, like West Ham, like West Ham is in fourth. But the thing is, though, is they've lost. They they lost to the Leeds. They they're drawing opponents that they shouldn't be that they should not be drawing or losing to opponents that they should not be losing to. And then, as I mentioned, the same. T- we'll throw the North London clubs out of the equation because they're <laughs> just fucking obnoxious. But you look at Manchester United. You you look at Leicester. You look at like you look at those two teams, and especially my team. As I mentioned, like I don't know what the fuck. Like it's just a disaster of a season again. Um, uh, for and I don't really want to go on too much of a rant about it. But again, they're losing and drawing to teams that they should not be drawing and losing to. But this just happens to be some sort of bad trend that's happened over the years. For right. God, for God knows why. It's like it's like Liverpool and Chelsea have figured out how to kind of like compete with Man City. It seems like, but then like it's like you look at like teams below city and Liverpool. It's like these teams, like at least city and Liverpool aren't losers. Excuse me. Liverpool and Chelsea aren't losing games, but it's like at the end of the day, it's not going to matter if you can't compete with the top team in your league who just finds ways to always win games. It's like those, like, like you said, everyone in like the top half, like top 10 in the table, everyone's right there, but it's like, just got to figure out a way to get over that hump and pick up, like find a way to get one more goal or stop one more goal. And we're looking at a hell of a different title race here, especially with just city, just being as dominant as they are. It's not like they're not really blowing many 
I mean, I guess they have blown several teams out, but you look at most of their wins, it's only by like one goal, one or two goals. Yeah. It's not like it's they're all... completely dominant. Yeah. It's not like they just but find the a way to be scrappy um, and very they're I know I call Pepper ball broad bald fraud, but he is a good coach. And that is the main reason. Just his tactics is lined up perfect. They just dominate possession of the games. They kind of run the same type of thing. Liverpool does where like, we're all possession based, but we give up stupid chances, especially with our defense. Yeah. Exa- I mean, that's exactly it right there. I mean, well, we know where the league stands right now, and sadly, it's worse off than like the Bundesliga, Syria, and La Liga, and it's more comparable to being a farmers league like the French well, league the, is. The sadly. problem is, though, we look at this, and we're going to look at towards the end of the season. We could realistically see another full-on English per, or Champions League final, which is like, so it's like this league. Yes, it is. It, it, right now, it looks like a farmers league, but you look at like all these teams, like it's kind of like the NFL. Any team can beat any team on any given day. Whereas you look yeah. at the other leagues, it's always like, all right, we're always going to expect these teams to win. Whereas in the Premier League, it's like all of these teams are very competitive. So it's like it's hard to say that wherever farmers. Well, we're not farmers in competition in Europe, but the league itself is. Not competitive as it has as it had been in years past, like it was in eight in eighteen nineteen, like it was in seven. Like actually, no, it's not seventeen eighteen. They won the league by eleven points. But as it was like when we were kids, um, like like as it was like when we were kids, like those rivalries. I mean, even before like we actually started getting all this access to the game, like in the early two thousands and everything. Clearly, the game has changed, and the class of the players and the managers have changed, obviously, and rivalries and such. But the thing is, though, is like what really gets me is like I don't understand how there could be such a difference in class. I mean, in in such in a league that is probably the most popular sports league in all of sports. Like you have the res- this league is the richest league in the world. Teams have the resources. They can go and get the players that they need for the most part. They can have the ma- the managers should be able to get things done as such too. But it's just insane how one team just stands above the rest like like PSG does in the French league. Like it's, it's mind boggling to me as such there. But the thing is though, is they can dominate man city could dominate the premier league. They could somehow find a way to lose in the quarterfinals of the champions league. And they would call the season a failure. Yes. But because they have those kind of expectations on themselves. Exactly. Although Pep's, uh, Pep always says that the league is more important, uh, which we all know is a ball. Well, we which, know we know that's a lie because we. That's a fucking lie. Yeah. We know something he hasn't been able to do with the city team, which he really wants to. Exactly. Exactly. He doesn't but, care about winning domestically. No, he doesn't. He's done it year in and year out at Barcelona, at Bayern Munich, and now at Manchester City. Um, but my but. What really intrigues me about the state of the league right now is we just talked about how like how things used to be, and it's almost as if the league is trying to turn back the clock with some of the players that they're bringing that they, that teams are linked to in the transfer market. 
who they may be potentially bringing in or have already have brought in. And, well, I guess your snakes could be potentially linking up again next season for, at Aston Villa. Uh, Mario Balotelli to Newcastle. Um, uh, Kieran Trippier is back in the Premier League playing for Newcastle. Um, who else am I? I'm oh, Jose Mourinho linked to Everton as their manager. Like, how far back are we? Is this league looking to go? Like, oh, I forgot one. I mean, any league with Balotelian is a better league. Let's be I, honest. <laughs> I, I forgot one. Diego Costa is a free agent. And rumor has it he may be linked to a move back to the Premier League. Really? Yes. Yeah, to who? I don't know. I don't know who he's. I don't know who he's linked to, but he is a free agent, and I know that the I know that there are Premier League clubs uh, interested in looking at him uh, to bring him on for the rest, at least for the rest of the season. Oh, another one too that caught my eye yesterday was uh, Christian Eriksen is actually linked to Brentford. I I did see that. I would like that for him because Italy won't let him play. Italy won't let him play, and I'm not. Italy won't let him play because they have a rule about that, which I guess is understanding in a way. But at the same time, I feel bad for the guy. Um, uh, but just the quality of the players that are linked or are already playing for them, of playing for clubs once again in the Premier League, and not just the quality of their play. I'm talking about the quality of their character. I mean, we we're having some character. We're having some characters come back to the Premier League or being linked to come back to the Premier League. I mean, you've got Felipe Coutinho and Luis Suarez potentially linking up at Villa. Aston Villa, you have Kieran Trippier uh, running down the right wing of Newcastle, a right wing of Newcastle uh, as their right back. You have Diego Costa and Mario Balotelli potentially coming back. And, and we also uh, forgot one as well. I know he hasn't played in the Premier League before, but uh, Newcastle might be. Uh, they are linked. <clears throat> excuse me, with Diego Carlos from Sevilla. I did see that Chelsea's target as a center back. That would be hilarious. Newcastle buying all these players just, just to get to relegated. Yeah, just to get relegated. They're going to be the most expensive championship squad of all time. Do you think? Oh, you think the owners sell right away if they don't stay in the Premier League? Uh, <laughs> no, I real. I think. Um, uh, I think they knew what they were getting into. Actually, um, the only the only move that I the only link that well. The only thought, the only thing that I questioned there for that is, why the hell did they buy Chris Wood? I don't understand that move. But the thing that got me is, since Burnley sold Chris Wood to Newcastle, rumor has it they could potentially buy Andy Carroll. Yeah, that's a blast from the past. Um, <laughs> it's all a blast from the past. You might as well just have Eden Hazard return to Chelsea at this point. How old is Andy Carroll? He has he he, he, he it seems like he's been in the league forever. I think I think a, I think he's younger than I think he is. I'm pretty sure he's only like 32. I think he, like, like he, I, I, he seems like he's almost 40 years old. Uh, he does seem like he's almost 40 years old. I think he is around his mid 30s, to be honest. But I mean. Just the class of characters that we've that we you and I have talked about and discussed, like 
off the podcast like the past few days like we're just like wait what the fuck is this and like in a laughing matter too because it's like wait a second why are why 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 would why would they come back like what what's going on here like what like i mean i'm entertained by it all to be honest i really am yeah, I mean, it's always interesting that clearly the, the January transfer window isn't typically as exciting as the summer transfer window is. But, I mean, we're getting, like you said, all these old names coming back. I would love to see Luis Suarez back in the Premier League. I mean, Luis Suarez, I mean, how would you feel about your two snakes linking up at Aston Villa under uh, under Gerrard? Um, I'm actually kind of shocked, like, Liverpool didn't make a move for Coutinho. Um, I know he left on some like snake. He wouldn't be allowed with... to be. He wouldn't be allowed back. In I don't Liverpool. know. I feel like Liverpool fans look because he did so much for the club while he was here. I think that they would accept him back because we, we have our Champions League now, and we got it without him. Um, he has his Champions League now last year, which was the main reason he left Liverpool. Um, he got it or two years ago with um Byron, Byron. yeah. But, um, so I, I, I think the fans will be more uh, understanding because from what I follow, like all uh, the Liverpool accounts, like they seem like most people seem to be positive about him. Like why like, people would accept him back. I think Suarez would be a different story. Just Suarez to- gets a Suarez got love when he came back from uh, when he came back to Anfield, though, uh, both for playing for Barcelona and for Atletico Madrid. Um I think they knew that Suarez want like everybody knew Suarez wanted to leave, but the thing is though is I think that they were they were okay that he left because he didn't make he didn't make as big of a deal about it, and he also didn't stay in the league. He ended up going to a different league on the continent altogether. Whereas uh, if he would have accepted the, the first bid given to him, he probably would still be playing for Arsenal <laughs> right now. Maybe or Arsenal not. would actually be a half decent team. I know they're in fifth now, but holy, they might be the. I am. I don't even know how they're in fifth place. They're terrible because Man United are just as bad, if not worse, and so are Tottenham. Tottenham and then Leicester and 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 as I mentioned, Wolves and Brighton are in seven uh, are in eighth and are in eighth and ninth. Well, think? did we honestly expect Brighton to stay in top four? Let's be honest. Did we? I mean, did we actually expect Brighton to stay in top ten? I mean, no. the fact that they're even there, but good for them. Nice to know that I live. You know, I'm I'm very upset. I live in a town that has a. Uh, I live in a town that has a. Uh, Premier League soccer team, and uh, I can't even go see them during the week because their stadium because. They play during the week while I work, and I can't even see. And every time that, they, and every time I'm not doing anything on the weekends, they're on the road. Unreal. Goddamn Brighton assholes. <laughs> um, how, <laughs> how did you feel though about um the old Liverpool snake scoring against you? I, I, it was bound to happen though, right? It, I mean, it, it it scripted perfectly. I mean, he. I'm not happy you, that right? he scored against us. I mean, I'm glad that he's happy back in the Premier League. He owns us. So, I he owns us. But the thing is, though, I'm just more mad that we blew a two-goal lead. I'm just more mad that we blew a two-goal lead. Like, we had a two-goal lead. Bruno scored a brace. And I was just fr- – and, and, and I forget who texted me. I think it was uh, – I think it was a, a group chat said, oh, a second goal, three points in the bag. As soon as that happened, as soon as as soon as uh, Coutinho assisted the first, I texted I texted the group chat. I said, if they score again, whoever text, I, if they score again, I'm removing you from the group chat. 
Coutinho scored. Boom. I said, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. Um, uh, and lo and behold, um, uh, I had a couple people angry at me. Well, don't make stupid comments as such about, uh, don't make stupid comments as such, but, um, it is what it is. I mean, I, I, I mean, Hey, we may be in seventh right now, but you know what? We got a member of the FIFA world 11 in our squad. Do you, does Liverpool? Fucking joke. We don't. Fucking joke that you don't. Moving on to our next topic. It, it, I mean, it is a joke. Like, I don't. I. Why did if you? You know, you start first. You 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 start first. I I will get into a rant about. Oh, I'm gonna get into a rant about it too. I think uh, moving on to our last topic here. I really think the FIFA awards are a joke. I really do, honestly. I mean, first off, I think it's first. First off, I think that the FIFA awards and the Ballon d'Or awards. Um. Uh, the Ballon d'Or ceremony, they're both popularity contests. The fact that they gave Cristiano Ronaldo a award. They made an award just for him. They made an award just for him because he wasn't nominated, I thought was a joke. The fact that he was included in the World Eleven without even being nominated as the best player in um, uh, is a joke. And I also find it a joke that Edouard Mendy, who was the best goalkeeper in all of soccer, all of European, all of world football, world soccer last season, was not included in the World 11. But yet, a guy that's not even starting for PSG was included in the World 11. He wasn't even the best goalkeeper at the Euros. He made he made penalty saves. He, like, he th- that the best ma- goalkeeper in the Euros. Huh? For me, he was the best goalkeeper in the Euros. Uh, I didn't. I thought he could. Well, actually, no. I think that fact he I was. Just, I just don't get though that how you have a goalkeeper that gets the best goalkeeper in the world, but then he's just not in the world eleven. Well, don't like as I mentioned, like when we start, as I mentioned to you, like look back at twenty eighteen, like when Tibor Courtois was uh, the best goal, voted the best goalkeeper, but then. Uh, David De, uh, De, uh, David De Gea was voted in the world eleven, and he had a terrible World Cup. Yeah, it just makes no sense. It's like you would think the, at least because we clearly see like the best striker in the world or best player in the world got in there and Lewandowski. So it's like it's like what? It I, it just makes no sense. It's like well, how can you have is- a best goalkeeper in the world, but then he's like not doesn't make the best team in the world? It's like what kind of logic it, it goes on over there? Well, my thing is, is I find that Leonardo Benucci being included in the World Eleven to be a joke. I thought that Giorgino Chiellini was a better center back for Italy at the Euros um, uh, compared to Benucci. Granted, Benucci, I mean, uh, granted, Benucci did more on offense. I mean, we know that he scored in the final for Italy, but I That's think why Chiellini, I didn't have a problem with that one is because you could have. I think you could have went either way with that one. I think Chiellini's defensive skill, defensive game, was a little bit better than Benucci. But the thing is, though, is it is what it is there for that. Um, I just don't like the formation either. A 3-3-4. Three, three, I mean, I don't – or is, is that is that F3? Like, is that 3-3-4? Three, three, is that F3-4? Is that a 3-5-2? Three, uh, three, three, like, what are we I, I, I don't know. It, it depends. Because clearly, Holland would be the striker of this team. Holland and Lewandowski. Holland and Lewandowski could be strikers. Like you, you, you can't have Messi and Ronaldo be wingbacks. You could put Ronaldo back in midfield, I guess, on a four or three, four, four. or just omit him from the entire World Eleven and put. Yeah, him just off. put fucking Salah in there because he fucking deserves it. But it's a fucking joke. I don't. Care. Well, uh, hey, 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 hey. As much, hey, as much as I, I, I love Ronaldo. I'm glad that he's back at United. I love him, but the thing is, though, is like I didn't think that he belonged in the World Eleven. I thought that was a joke. Um, uh, 
I don't. So, he wasn't. He wasn't the best. He was not one of the best players last year. I'm sorry. No, then he was not. Back to Juventus, he was. He was good, yes, but he wasn't great. Do you know who finished as Juventus's top top goal scorer in uh, 2021? Uh, no. He left in August and joined Manchester United. Ronaldo ended up finishing as Juventus's top goal top goal scorer in 2021, and he left in August. That's, Which is that's crazy. That's actually embarrassing. Do you know who ended up finishing as Barcelona's top goal top goal scorer in 2021? Messi. Yeah, and he ended up leaving for PSG in August, which is embarrassing for Barcelona too. Um, uh, but the thing is, though, is I do agree with you as much as as much as I found it hilarious to shit on you about that. I kind of felt bad for you at the same time. Like I probably should not shit on him uh, in regards to this because I know that I will get so much fucking backlash. Uh, which, to my surprise, I'm really surprised I did not. But I know that you're not angry at me. You're angry at FIFA because of how stupid and corrupt they are. Um, the awards are a joke. Actually, I find... See, and I'm not even going into the biggest travesty of this. Um, the biggest travesty I look at is actually on the women's side of these awards. Where, and I don't know how much you follow, like how much you follow it here, but I was doing a little research. I was, I, I always take a look on my own when I get a chance to, and I do a little research here and there. But Barcelona's women's team ended up winning a, when ended up winning a treble back in, uh, uh, this past, uh, or like last season for 2020, 2021. Um, uh, they ended up winning their league, their, uh, their, uh, their domestic cup and the women's champions league. And one of their players ended up winning their uh, best play, the best player for FIFA, and also the women's Ballon d'Or. But going to the, looking at the FIFA awards now, Barcelona's coach got snubbed for Coach of the Year, and and Barcelona's women's team had no players in the World Eleven, including the female, including the women's Ballon d'Or and uh, FIFA Best Women's Player Award winner. Now that's a damn shame. That uh, you're, I, don't, you're, I, I I don't follow it that much, but like just how you explained it, it's just like makes no zero. But yeah, Alex Morgan was included in the World Eleven, and I don't even know. Well, like you said, it, like you said, it's a popularity contest. Well, no disrespect to Alex Morgan because I'm glad an American made a World Eleven, but no disrespect. But like, what did she do in the women's game for this? Se- like in 2021, I mean, um. There weren't. There was no inter. There was no international competition like for the women. To my knowledge, I mean, the women's national team just went out and destroyed their opponents because they played, God knows who. No disrespect, obviously. Um, and then like, she play like, she plays in our the in the NWSL, which is not, which is a which is an inferior women's soccer league compared to the leagues that they have over in Europe again, um, to the best of my knowledge. This is all to the best of my knowledge here. But when you're not putting players from the best female team in the world in your World Eleven, and your coach and their coach is not coach of the year, you know something is wrong there. I'm just perplexed. Yeah, that's a bit wild to me. It's, I mean- it's- Thinking, yeah, it is wild. I mean, I think I think I could make an I think I could make a better awards show. 
Like, I, fuck yeah. I mean, I don't get, like, on regarding the men's side, I just don't get how you can snub Salah. Like, granted, he's probably the favorite right now for the Ballon d'Or next year. But, I mean, he probably still won't win that. I mean, I just don't get, all these awards always seem to be just, Jokes. Like, like the last time we talked about it, we talked about the Ballon d'Or being rigged um, because Lila didn't win it. So it's like, it's like, why? It's like, why exactly? And the thing is though, we'll be at, well, I guarantee you we'll have the same conversation at the end of this year and into next and also next and also next year as well. If we continue to do the podcast, but the thing is though, is we'll have the same conversations off the podcast too this time next year, because it is a world cup year. And obviously, performance in the World Cup will play a factor. Now, I'm going to tell you right now. You know who's not going to be included in my uh, in my. You know who's not going to be included in my top five for the Ballon d'Or or even my or even the FIFA Best Awards, uh, FIFA Best Men's Player Award this year for 2022. Ronaldo. Exactly. We're seventh in the league. I don't. Um, we have a favorable Champions League draw, and I mentioned that podcast episodes ago. But the thing is, though, United aren't probably going to win anything, and Portugal may not even qualify for the world for the World Cup. So if United completely shit the bed and Portugal don't make the World Cup, if he gets nominated, if he gets not, if he gets, well, he'll probably get nominated because of name only, and they name like a short list of 50 players. But if he's included in the top three or included in God knows what, you know, you know something's wrong. You know, you know something is wrong there. Agreed. Whereas, but you know, like you said, it's going to be a popularity contest, and it's like, oh, the name Cristiano Ronaldo is to be like, oh, he'll just be top five just because. Exactly. Whereas Portugal, exactly. like, might not even make the World Cup. Or, excuse me, sorry, I was thinking, never mind, I, I lied. I was thinking Italy and England. No, Portugal will not, will, could not qualify for the World Cup because uh, they're in the, qualif- they're in the oh, qualifying yeah. playoffs with Italy. So you're yeah. right, you're okay, right. I, England's already in the World Cup. That's what, okay, I know, I know. I, I contradicted myself because I knew I was right. Then, then I was thinking about it, I'm like, no, I'm not right. But then I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. No, no, England, uh, it's coming home until we, we're, right now we're supporting England until we officially qualify for the World Cup. Then once we officially qualify for the World Cup, England, go fuck yourselves. It's coming to the United States. Um, I am hopped off England's bandwagon uh, for this World Cup. I, it, I don't care if it ever comes home. Um, I just it is coming home to the United States. Well, yes, I would like that, but I'm saying I will never root for England again. There are pieces of shit. Um, yeah, they heard they they broke my heart too. One, they broke my heart two times. Even that, it's like I, I could get over them. The fact hating Liverpool, they they, they call us the Sousers and stuff. It's fine, whatever. But now I'm just kind of like, all right, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, fair enough. I respect. I don't. That, I don't have enough. I don't have enough interest in England either. A as a country or B as a soccer team. But yeah, we follow the best league in the world, which is in England. This is true. Only. Yeah, I wouldn't follow. Honestly, I wouldn't follow any other league either. This is very true. Even, I think like, this even is if say like La Liga had their broad, like NBC had their broadcasting rights, I don't think I would watch it. I know, I said I think it's MSG and SNY have the streaming rights, the rights to Bundesliga. I don't watch them. ESPN Plus, but yeah, close enough. Oh, they have they switched it now. 
Yeah, ESPN Plus have uh, yeah they have it. They start. They've always they've had it for the past couple seasons for the Bundesliga. No, I, I would, I would watch last year on MSG. I would watch Bundesliga on like Saturday mornings. Oh, interesting there. That is very strange there. I, okay, and that's news to me there then. Um, uh, but let's see. I'm trying to think here. This is going to be the episode we get canceled. I think you're calling out a whole country. Um, I'm calling out. I'm calling out uh, shady sponsorship deals. Um, I, I said I might get into a certain football game using a word that rhymes with mod. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, we're, we might be done. Might yeah, be done. you might be arrested. <laughs> well, it, it is. I can conspiracy say, I can is a say, crime. Well. Conspiracy is a crime in this country. It's not like I said I'm going to go shoot our president. Whoa! <laughs> now we're done. Now we're done. It's it's a wrap for the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. We're done. Whoa! <laughs> we are definitely done. We are definitely done. Whoa! 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 All right, we're definitely fucking canceled. All right. On that note. We are concluding this episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. If we don't get canceled by the FCC, we will be back next week. If Jake is not arrested, we will be back next week. Even if if, if we are not canceled and Jake is arrested next week, I will be back next week looking for a new co-host. And you, better maybe have, I will... you better have a tribute for me. <laughs> you're not dead. You're in jail. Just, just, be in just, jail. Like, just like a best of moments like tribute and then just... <laughs> Me being an idiot with some of my sentences. <laughs> you're 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 going to be in jail, not dead. Well, um, I, still, uh, I still expect a tribute. You still expect a tribute? Yeah, maybe I'll pull what Jeopardy's doing and have a bunch of guest hosts before I just before I just finally decide to say, Paiska, you're guest host. Oh, you're 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 my well, co-host. If Paiska ever decides to come on and be our first guest on the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast, as we haven't had one yet. We would we would have been canceled much longer than this, much long, much sooner than this. I'm proud of us for us lasting this long. <laughs> You're fucking. We're getting. <laughs> oh damn! All right, as I mentioned, <laughs> if we don't get canceled by the FCC and Jake doesn't get arrested, we will be back. If Jake does still get arrested and we don't get canceled, I will be back. I'll just be in need of a co-host. I do have one final thought, though. Okay. Hideki Matsuyama is going to be problems this year for golf. Yes, because of how we came back in, uh, how we came back in one, uh, because of how we came back in one uh, this weekend. That and he was five sh- down on the back nine, and that shot was just that insane. shot from two fifty away to put it to three feet and make an eagle putt. Just, I think that was the best golf shot I've ever seen. I, it has, it. If it would have been on a bigger stage, it probably would be shown more. It'd be up there with like some of like. Like Tiger shots when he won majors up, but like, oh my god, that shot was unreal. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you there wholeheartedly. I mean, that was unreal. We'll see what happens as the golf season goes on. And as you mentioned, like he is definitely gonna be a problem. Um, but we'll see what happens. We will see what happens as the golf season goes on. Hopefully, we can talk about more golf. Um, if we have a podcast. Um uh well, um uh well, if this is our final episode before we get canceled, this has been a spectacular run that we have had. If not, we will be back next week. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer your podcast. Um, Paiska, 
go fuck yourself. Um, if Jake is in jail, you are my new co. You, I'm. Re- I will be reaching out to you as my new co-host. Um, and then we will get canceled officially. Um, but until next time, hopefully, just keep on keeping on.